This following episode contains spoilers for the film or films being discussed. You have been warned. remember the big moments in the movies we see, the big set pieces, the famous dialogue, the twists, the naked times. But film is an entity made up of hundreds of little moments that either make them special or relegate them to obscurity. We are here to talk about those moments. Welcome to Movie Microscope. Kick it, Movie Microscope. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the latest movie, Microscope. My name is Nick Nunziata, and I am your gracious host. Alongside me, the forever, the never, the delightful, yet perky, permissible, and parsnickety Justin Waddell. How's it going, Justin? Uh, It's going okay, I guess. You having the time of your life? Yeah, man. Sure, of course. I'm gearing gearing up for the holidays, my friend. Doing some shopping. How about you? What's up with you? Uh, Just making God awesome. (laughs) You have to be more specific. Pacific. I have not seen the results of your work. <laughs> I don't. You know what? You talk about the holidays. I don't give a. I mean, who needs this shit? Holidays. You like to get, but you don't like to. Re- you don't like to give. Is that what's happening? I like to give a lot. I just this year. Let's not try to fake it. Let's no. not try to force some fucking holidays into this cesspit that we're in. Rain check. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Don't need this shit. We just just sit and reflect. Yeah, I mean, everybody tapped out of Halloween. Why not? Uh, and Thanksgiving, sort of. I guess they didn't really tap out of Thanksgiving, but I mean, no one's gonna let Christmas fly by. You know who's cracking their knuckles in, in anticipation? I do, Nick. COVID. Yeah, yeah. COVID uh, has to get a lot of work in because the the vaccine's on the way. You know, COVID ain't afraid. COVID knows. <sighs> Yeah, his heart is going pitter pat, just waiting for the holidays, just waiting for people to dumb. He's uh, yeah, putting in overtime, old COVID. Sadly, uh, have you uh, have you uh, had any run-ins? You've been dodging. I've been dodging. I I, I have had people uh, catch it, but I've also had a few run-ins with people who are still convinced COVID is a <laughs> bullshit thing. <laughs> yeah, of course. They use the word hoax around you. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, I think there's a couple things that uh, are mysterious about the world. You know, mm-hmm. I, I'm not sure that when you walk on ground, it's, it's there. You know what I'm saying? I'm still. Is that an illusion? Katrina and the waves ruined it for us. <laughs> walking on sunshine. Yeah. Hey, I got a bit of news from the past this week. Okay. Uh, I hung out with my aunt a little bit and, you know, we're considering buying a dog. My family. We don't have one. You have uh, two dogs. I do. Two cats. You, you're an animal. A loving household where we have not gotten a pet. And so we're going to get a dog. And my aunt reminded me that my mother was pet. She hated animals. Didn't hate them, but she never loved animals. And she was petrified when she was a kid of a, a pet parakeet that they had named J.R. Jeep. <laughs> and I was mystified by the story because, first of all, I had no idea that my mom ever owned a parakeet or had one in her life. But at the same time, what a fantastic name. 
like to be honored. Yeah. And then it died unexpectedly. Old JRG yeah. of embarrassment of its name, maybe. I don't know, but it did. And then my mom was guilt stricken. JR Jeep. Is there any explanation as to why that name exists? I asked. I said, excuse me, what is this? Was it a was it a TV? What was going on with this name? And my had my aunt had no answer. So we live in a world where a Rutok McBasket and a JR Jeep <laughs> existed. <laughs> no, yours your your pedaguana was <laughs> Root talk, root talk. How do you say it? You said root talk McBasket. Now, where did that name come from? Sean said it uh, in one of our home movies out of nowhere. And we were doing a it. news broadcast. And we kept every time we would do a new take, we would come up with a fake newscaster name. Right. And that just came out of his head. So I, I preserved it in mine for that. Moment. And then you and then you dubbed you. You gave an iguana that name and it hated me. And it hated you, yeah. But you ended up giving that iguana away, right? No, he uh, he passed. He died. Wait, in wait, wait. I wait, wait. I gave him to Todd. Yeah, I gave that one to, to a guy. I did have. I've had animals pass, obviously. Obviously, Hopefully yeah. None, yeah. My snake, however, uh, was giving me the side eye because I was gone for two weeks, and she was like, uh, uh, "Yeah, come on." Feed me. Is your is your now your snake obviously is well taken care of while you're gone on these trips, but did your snake miss you? Yes. You is it tell. an affectionate snake? For for snake, it is. How, what is how does that like? It wraps rab- it, it tighter around me, and and likes my scratches and my love. You know, the snakes like to get scratched. Is that true? Well, I mean, not really scratch, but her little under the body uh, rubs and stuff. She mm. just coils up hard for me. What? Oh God! What? Uh, what's the name of your snake? Daisy. Cute. After the, the Disney, the Disney duck. No. Okay. So, really quick before we get into the dirt, are you worried that there might not be enough Star Wars material out there on TV <laughs> and in film? They announced a lot of TV projects, right? And then they announced one movie. Uh, two movies, um, I think. Two. I just heard one. I know Patty Jenkins is going to helm a Rogue Squadron movie that everybody's excited about. They can't wait. Is it a, is it based on the video game, I guess? It is not. It's an original story. Yeah, I, I mean, I love so happy. I love Star Wars so much, um, but I worry <laughs> about them um, maybe not bringing the quality like they like they should be. But, you know, were hey, you, were you surprised as I was that there's not a Cara Dune limited series coming? Well, they flirted with it, oh. and then they realized that Gina Carano cannot act. <laughs> they, I don't know uh, when that occurred to them. Uh, you know, obviously they still include her in the second season, but man, I'm not that rough on actors, and she's have she's, she's she, hard to watch. I have to say, she's the least acting of all the actors, right? Uh, if you think of musicians who have segued over into acting, or or mm-hmm. people from uh, I don't know. Uh, 3D modeling or pottery, whatever mm-hmm. career they come from, they outact her. There has never been an actor less acting than her. Yeah, I think that she's getting a lot of heat right now. A lot of people not liking her because she's kind of an ass on Twitter. I don't really follow her. I think she sucks, probably. But <laughs> she really is bad on that show. <laughs> and I'm someone who just is, I'm such a forgiving person when it comes to acting. And I cannot forgive that performance. She, I, I can't imagine how, how many takes you think that they they give her to achieve what what that is. You know what happens, and it's not like she has to act. You know, it's not like a beautifully written show. 
Yeah. There's not much required of her. She got outacted in one one episode by a jar. <laughs> um, That's a spoiler, right? Yeah. So, guys, <laughs> the movie Microscope, you guys know it. It's a show where we zoom in. You know, we watch a film through the piercing tunnel of legends. We uh, screech into the night, begging. And what comes back is a swollen treat from beyond, celluloid. And, and we look at it through the eyes and disseminate. And as it courses through us, we determine what makes or breaks and gurgitate it for you. Sure. So if we were talking about music and lyrics, we wouldn't talk about this scene where Hugh Grant power dicks the piano, gets pube caught. We talk about the little moments. There's the- <laughs> was, that, was that in the deleted scenes? or <laughs> We'd be talking about the little moments, you know? And there's a ton. In today's feature, the long-anticipated return of Jason Patrick to the show. It's taken 12 episodes. Rush. Yeah, Rush. A movie that you really like. I do. I always have. Mm-hmm. Uh, saw it in the theater a couple of times. Used to watch it a lot. Don't know why. It's not the kind of movie you want to just cue on up, you know? I think it's because you have, you have a kind of a, a thing for Patrick. I love Patrick. I love Sam Elliott. I actually love Jason Jennifer Jason Lee, and I, I think really, you've always been fascinated by Jason Patrick. And well, I mean, duh. And you love him in My Friends and Neighbors, Narc, Lost Boys, obviously. Losers. What are some other? What are some, yeah, losers. What are some other? Is it After Dark, My Sweet? Is that a big one for you? Yeah, big. Yeah, you know, all sorts of stuff. He's just he's just one of my guys. Yeah, one of those guys. And I think that this movie after, you know, I remember seeing this movie and I I guess it predates The Doors because I just felt like, God, he's playing Jim. He's playing Jim Morrison in this movie. Yeah. He looks like him. He acts like him. And I mean, Kilmer did a great job. Great job. Yeah. But I don't know if he I don't know if this was the opportunity that he missed. I think if in another world, Jason Patrick played Jim Morrison and everybody's doing podcasts about him. I don't know. I, you know, that's the thing is Jason Patrick, there's a chance he might've turned down that role if it was offered to him. He always wanted to be taken so seriously as an actor and maybe playing Jim Morrison uh, wasn't high enough up on the list of people he wanted to, you know, pretend yeah. to be. And so, you know, obviously he rushed from Lost Boys. Yeah. And, and that was in what, 87, 86, can't remember, but ends up here. Yeah. Very serious movie. Said no to a lot, said yes to the prince. Said said no to a lot, and I always say it said yes to speed too. Now I wonder, did he say yes to speed too? Because he had a little uh, relationship with old Sandy B. Is that what was going on with that? Were they together? Yeah, one forty nine. <laughs> Don't do it. I love that movie just because Willem Dafoe is running yeah. around in action scenes with a laptop strapped around his neck. And his, remember? Yeah, and his associates are all leeches. He has a bathtub full of leeches that accompany him. Yeah. But he has that, he has like a neck, he has like a seatbelt around his neck hooked to like a a laptop and he runs around with it typing on it. Do you remember this? Of course I remember this. Incredible. Yeah. Can't wait. Stable connection. You know, he had back even back then. But anyway, what I was saying is that Patrick, he didn't want to be a heartthrob. He, He rejected Lost Boys. Rejected the teen idol status or whatever, however old he was in that movie. He wanted to play serious characters and be taken seriously as an actor. So this must have been a big moment for him. This movie, I think. I think it. Yeah. I mean, I, I, you're not being silly. 
I'm not. I think that he this movie has everything he probably was looking for in a project. I think it's also it's a, it's like a 70s mainstream film in a way. You know, he's 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 probably emulating his idols to some extent because this is the kind of role that some one of the, some of those legends from the 70s like a Bronson or a Mm-hmm. Scheider or one of those guys, Hackman, one of those guys would have played in this shit. Nolte. Yeah. So, and I think he pulls it off, but we'll get there, dog. We'll get there. What's the premise of this story, Justin? <sighs> There's an undercover narcotic agent. Um, where is a set? I don't remember. Texas or something? Some dumb place. And um, <laughs> we zoom in America. And um, he is, you know, in the, he's, he's way out in the weeds. Nick, he's, he's, He's infiltrated um, a bar. Uh, Catterley, Texas. What did I say? Did I say Texas? I think yes. so. Greg Ullman, uh, yeah, famous musician, owns this bar. You know, he didn't play a famous musician in this movie. But, you know, Jason Patrick's been trying to get next to this drug-dealing bar owner. And he's apparently, like, a very big drug uh, dealer in, around where they live. Anyway, so... Sam Elliott, his boss, Jason Patrick's boss, was like, hey, you need a partner, man. You need help. And so you need to recruit one of our rookies to go undercover with you to take drugs and try to infiltrate uh, this drug ring. And so they they do that. That's what happens. So that, that's the premise is uh, two people fall in love, I guess, as they are pretending to be drug addicts and then not pretending to be drug addicts. I think they allude to a previous partner. Also, it's not like this. I don't think this is his first rodeo. I think there was a previous partner. He's so not, they do not explain that person. But yeah, you just know that Jason Patrick has been around um, that. He's kind of a cool cop. He's kind of streetwise. And, uh, you know, he's not going to take any shit from his superiors. But when given the opportunity to partner up with a hottie, he was he's like, well, this will be OK. And so what happens is Sam Elliott brings him to like a training course. And they look at these rookies, and Jason Patrick picks out the one, the lone female to be his to be his companion, to be his partner. And Jeff or Jason leaves there, and she's running. Uh, uh, I, I, I'm turtle sorry, man. did I ask you to just narrate the film while I sit here? <laughs> Wait, what? I'm, I just I'm sorry to start talking about. It. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I was, was going to let you roll until the end credits, and I was just going to click away. Just start over. Where, where do you Where do you want me to start over? I was gonna, I was thinking more in terms of like you know uh, a young lady is brought into the undercover narcotics world and is corrupted by just start, it. Just get rid of all and, of it. And, and, you, and how are you, Nick? <laughs> just do the plot. Just do the plot. I'm tired. <laughs> Had a rough weekend so far. So the film is JR Jeep. <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing. I try to pretend I'm one of the drug people in the movie. I'm on supply. <laughs> so do you notice there's a shot at the beginning of the film that follows Greg Allman through a club? It's like the tracking mm-hmm. shot in the Copacabana. Yes, yeah, is the only movie to begin with Greg Allman doing chores. <laughs> Um, did you notice there's a there's a scene where there's a guy sitting down at a table and he and he nods at the camera instead of nodding at Greg Allman because <laughs> no, the camera is like waist level on Greg Allman mm-hmm. and everybody else is behaving as if it's Greg Allman that they're looking at except for one guy he looks at us the camera and nods at us oh, so no, it makes but... me wonder are are is this some meta film where you are know we part like, of the movie yeah or. Is he nodding at Greg Allman's dick? Yeah, that's one thing. This is directed by a female director named uh, Lily 
uh, Finney Zanuck, who uh, sounds like she ever directed after this. And this is actually a pretty good effort. TV, but she's never directed a feature. Yeah, she maybe some documentaries. And but stuff, she killed but. it as a producer. She did yeah, both, yeah. both Cocoon movies, and she did a film we covered on this show this year. As a producer? Yeah, mm-hmm. the legendary Mulholland Falls. So Lily Finney Zanuck, I got a little zoom on her. Just There's not much on her background. Okay. If you want to hear a zoom, she's, she's apparently really Finney on behind the scenes. Really funny on set. <laughs> you know what's funny is I thought up until last week that mm. she was Richard Zanuck's daughter. Well, you were close. Yeah, because he, it's you good. know, R- Richard Zanuck is a legendary producer uh, who looks like the Life Force alien got him. <laughs> R.I.P. By the way, he's no longer with us. Uh, he's super dead. Mm-hmm. He is. He is grabbing for straws in the secret cosmos right now, just hurtling through it. Mm-hmm. Uh, hoping for some hell, playing Django with the Charon, begging for hell. Please take me to hell. <laughs> he was married to Lily Finney Zanuck, twenty years his younger, which is surprising because she looks six hundred years his younger. And uh, you know, I don't, I don't, you know, who knows what their relationship was like? I, you know, I don't. Did they get divorced? I don't know. I don't zoom that hard. I don't know. Yeah. But I think he produced this movie, correct? Well, yeah. So it was funny because she responded um, to an ad in, in a local classified. That's how they met. He said, older than God seeks young. And then it had a picture of Jack Kirby's new God's heads just floating. And she said, I'll take it. Is that how they used to do like Tinder back in the day? They just did classifieds? Yeah. She produced Cocoon because it was a plea for help. She was hoping somebody would throw some rocks in his pool. If you know what I mean? I remember he used to storm around on set. And uh, and Cocoonie's like, why am I surrounded by all these young people? (laughs) (laughs) When you say storm around on set, you mean bones cracking with every tiny step as he slowly massages his way through the set, tripping over things, breaking hips, dying. He, uh, I remember he screamed, uh, he sees he screams, fetch me a fetch me a sandwich, boy, and he turned to Hume (laughs) Crone. You know so, why uh, his name was Hume, right? Because they were they were naming the species when he was born. <laughs> he was he was in that movie, right? I'm not wrong. Yeah, yeah. You had Donna Michi, you had Bill Bill Brimley, Jessica mm-hmm. Tandy. Yeah, uh, and they had Brian Dennehy. Yeah, a lot of uh, elderlies and Speedos in that movie, if I'm remembering correctly. Is that correct? Yeah. And then Phil Silver. Wasn't, what was Amanda Pays? Was that the love interest? Amanda Pays? Yeah, there was a hot alien in the midst, and it was a Gutenberg's love interest, right? She like, yeah. Didn't she like glow? Well, all the aliens glue. I think glue, she glow, glowed when glow. they had sex. That's what was so hot. Is that what happened? I think, yeah, I think that's his, that's what made her, That's that was like his, their sex act. Well, we'll find out soon enough. That's that's worrying. What they did a sequel, huh? Yeah, it was it wasn't bad either. It wasn't one ninety eight and one ninety nine. <laughs> so who did the who did the soundtrack to this film? Who did the score to this one? Yeah, it would be one Eric Clapton. Yeah, who I think Lily Finney Zanuck is. I think she either directed or produced a documentary on Clapton that just came out. Nice. Have you seen it? Are you rushing to watch it? No. No. Big Clapton fan over here? Not a huge fan. 
But yeah, his his famous song, uh, "Tears," uh, was it "Tears from Heaven." Is that what it's called? Tears, it's Tears in Heaven. Yeah, was plays originated, the the originated from the, yeah. But this was the mm-hmm. pre Dead Son version. I don't think so. He re, yeah, he did it again. He because he retooled it when his son left. I think that I thought the trivia was that he didn't want to lend it to this movie because it meant so much to him because of his son. But she convinced him that this movie is about heroin. Hmm. And he was like, oh, I think I zoomed correctly on this. She had to convince him. Yeah, yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So anyway, backing up, <clears throat> what did you think of Sam Elliott's mustache in this one? Magical. We, just, we had just seen it in Shakedown. So how would you compare the two? You know, like, what's oh, the it was a, it was it was a, a subdued mustache in this one. You think so? Tame. Yeah. Okay. Still, still a ten out of ten. You put a hair on his face, ten out of ten. It could be one. It could be thousands of hairs. As long as there's a hair on his face, or if he's ever had like a mustache accident. I mean, that's a that's a thick that's a thick lip monster that he's got. You think it would get caught in something like you had talked about <laughs> cotton pubes earlier in the show? But you think he would? There would be something that happened, or he get shaved off at some point by mistake because it just is out there jutting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he got it caught in the spokes of his bicycle once. Did he? Yeah, yeah. He was doing he was doing BMX tricks at the time, so <laughs> shit happens. What do you yeah. think of Jason Patrick's flowing pirate shirt in this? Did you love his wardrobe? I love everything about him. Yeah, of course. Yeah. And it's the early nineties. You know, I know. He probably wanted to play it a little dirtier than Lily Finney let him. You know, I bet he wanted to kind of get real, real pig penish in this, and she was like, eh. Let's just preserve the looks, JP. You know? Yeah. I think there was definitely an effort there to uh, make him a sex object, Mm -hmm. kind of an alluring sex man. Uh, You know? They did it. They did that for sure. A song I love plays on this in the early into the in this movie, and it's a song that should be in more soundtracks. It's a, you know, you think about those go-to songs that are trying to be evocative of period. Underappreciated song, "Bridge of Size" by Robin Trower. Hmm. Great, great song, and it makes me wonder why Scorsese hasn't used it. Maybe he has. It just feels like a song that he would use. Give me a little. Give me a few bars. I don't remember. It's that. mostly guitar riffs. It's, it's a moody guitar riff, and it's just great. So at the beginning of the movie, you see Patrick, he, you know, you see him, he's like, it just looks like this disheveled dude at this bar, but then he's all of a sudden the next day, he's at the police station. You know, he's undercover, you know, manila envelopes and he's inside. He's mailing something inside the police station. And there's a gray mailbox in there. Yeah. Did you see that? That was surprising to me. I've never seen that. What do you think he's mailing? Drugs? Money? Reports? Maybe Evan. I don't know, because he's always putting stuff in envelopes in this movie. And then he's always taking them out because it's it's drug evidence that he wants to use. Um I would I like don't know. to think I'd like to think it's Columbia Records thing, just dozens of them under different names. Yeah. So he's getting just all sorts of music sent to him for free or for 10 cents or whatever. Fair enough. Yeah. So Elliot, like, like I said before, she, he informs them they go get, he has to have a partner. They go out to this rookie but training I, ground. What? We, You're so, coming off right, again. What's on his desk. I'm just trying to get to the training ground, but what's on whose desk? Sam Elliott. What does Sam Elliott have on his desk? I don't know. A hand grenade. Oh, I was going to say a mouse pad. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought that was great. A little great character touch. That there's a hand grenade on Sam's desk. Yeah, is it a lighter? 
Oh, that's a, that's a good point. I think it's probably a live grenade on, huh. Larry, on Larry Dodd's desk. That's right. They call him Dodd in this. So, yes. Hey, let's get to your favorite part of the movie, I guess. Let's go to the fucking chain link fence where everybody's having a good old time. And they're observing these little trainees run around, run around. <clears throat> and Jason Patrick takes an interest in a young female agent uh, played by Jennifer Jason Lee, who's running this race in a turtleneck, Nick. Baggy-ass sweat clothes. Yeah, but a turtleneck, for God's sakes. A white one. And she's got a goofy-ass run. Her stride in this, which they... It appears three times in this. She runs three times in this, and that's three times too many. She is at a loss with her run. Let me cross off my movie microscope bingo (laughs) card. JJL stride. All right, center square. Got it. (laughs) You telling me you didn't notice her run in this? I noticed her run, but I it was so funny because they picked the most boring looking people to run with her. Like the right. guy that because Sam Elliott's got his eye on this other recruit mm-hmm. who's this clean cut Eric Bana looking stiffy. You know, he looks like uh Chris Noth in this, and he's just boring run. And 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 of course Jason Patrick puts his money in the chain link, says going for the girl. She's gonna smoke him. Oh, yeah, yeah, he, he bets on her. He's right. <clears throat> and uh, athleticism follows. But, yeah, but she, I think it's, you know, Jennifer Jason Lee, she's kind of a sh- short drink of water. Yeah, I think she's putting her arms up real high, like kind of like doing that running motion to maybe kind of, I don't know, present higher yeah. than she is. And her stride is is crazy to me. Now, I've never really watched myself run, and I'm sure it's awful to see. And I'm sure it's hard to run on camera unless you're a certain actor Patrick Dempsey. Something like that, right? But, you know, I just thought it was pretty funny. That's all I got. Then he takes her and shoots some beer cans at the, the quarry. Yeah, that's I love it. And then, of course, he he, pull, he takes one for each of them and they pull on him. Yeah, he, and she turns out to be a pretty good shot. You know, he kind of is her, he's kind of his, her, the Yoda to her Luke Skywalker early on. Yeah. And before Yoda and Luke uh, got addicted to heroin. Um, <laughs> but, you know, they... You know, anyway, Jennifer Jason Lee, by the way, I, I love her. I love seeing her in movies. She's always good. She's great in this movie, and it's kind of her movie. She's yeah. kind of the she's kind of the main character in this. She tries on a southern accent that is iffy. It is, but she's, but she's such a good great. actor. Yeah. She knows it's not working after the first couple scenes. She doesn't, you know, she doesn't keep it up. Then he asked her to roll a joint, right? Yep. To prove that she's going to be able to fit in his world and be, because you know, if if there's a misstep and they believe that she's a cop, they he they she could get them both killed. And so he's like, roll this joint, almost like when Yoda asks Luke to lift the X wing out of the exactly swamp, yeah. you know. But she does a good job, and he's impressed. Yeah. Yep. Do you think he's rating on a curve though, because he thinks she's cute? Probably what, a little bit. Because he does try to kiss her the first day, like on the forehead. He, he does is, kiss her. There's a lot of forehead kisses in this movie. Mm-hmm. He's a, there's a very yeah. paternal thing going on. He's very intense with her. Like, she's obviously game. She wants to impress everybody, and she wants to do her job. She wants to be um, good at her job. And, you know, he he's already given her <laughs> little forehead kisses and saying things like, all we got is each other. You know, he's saying like these really like I just met you like two hours ago and you're giving me these. Yeah, you could tell he's got the hots for it. he's he wants to mm-hmm. like Luke. He wants to get on her back like Yoda <laughs> and in, in the swamp and levitate box, you know, and like he does do that later. Move that X-wing through the swamp. <laughs> so they start to practice. This is one of the best parts of this movie is they start to practice their cover. 
you know, their backgrounds. Mm-hmm. And they they both have to know the fake details of each other's lives. And <laughs> Jennifer Jason Lee uh, says, I remember, I know what you do. Cause she worked at an ice cream parlor, right? Cool. That was her background. His was, he was a pizza hut manager. <laughs> <laughs> I cannot picture old Jason Patrick at a pizza hut yelling at teenagers. I can, you know, yeah, you can. Yeah, losing his shit because the the breadsticks are burnt, you know, just like storming around. Yeah, and he he did pull a Day Lewis in this, where he actually managed a Pizza Hut for three months before production began. You know, I remember that story that Danny Day Lewis kind of learned cobbler. to cobble shoes. Yeah. yeah, he learned how to, you know, yeah, eat, you know, get people to fill the buffet correctly. Greasy ass pizzas. <laughs> what are you slamming Pizza Hut? The worst shit ever. What about personal pan? We're talking about which which one? Did you ever order a personal pan pizza? Julie Roberts or are you talking about No. Oh, like go to Pizza Hut and get a personal oh, pan pizza, man. Sandy Duncan? Sandy Duncan? No. I'm thinking of a different person. I'm just saying, those are tasty. Uh how many how many wives did Greg Allman have in his life? Six? You're close. Was I is I am I over or under? You're under. <laughs> bitch had seven wives. Well, I know he's married to Cher for a bit, right? Yeah, he. Yeah, and then I'll, and six other people. Mm-hmm. And I can see why he's a good-looking guy. I think he was a good-looking guy not before this movie, but I think he was a handsome man. He was like probably a cool guy, you know. And In this uh, movie, he looks like uh-huh. Richard Brake fell down twelve staircases. <laughs> I think I think it's more. So he looks like Richard Brake. (laughs) He he uh, he was famous and he was part of a pretty famous outfit. I I would never say he was a looker. I think he was handsome when he was a young guy. I don't think Cher would date somebody that wasn't like a nine out of ten at least. I mean, the Sonny Bono, (laughs) Gene Simmons. Yeah, you're right. You know, Greg Allman, like he his hair game in this is insane. Like it's so long and. I wonder if that's the one thing he kept from the, his relationship with hair with his hair is <laughs> her her hairstyling tips. Yeah, her hair care regimen. Got some beautiful hair. I like how you equate quality hair with long because it looks like ass, but it's long ass. I wouldn't mind being able to grow my hair like that. Would I you, always tried, and it just went out wide. It just you, went out. It just went out like sideways. I like never yeah. really, you know, what I'm saying. I remember. I think I told the story on the show. I, when I was a kid, I wanted to have long hair. I was a teenager, and this guy tried to put me on a hair plan. I don't know what and that I means. I went to the hairdresser, and he tried to put me on a hair plan. I couldn't do it. I couldn't keep I, up. I've never heard of such a thing as a hair plan. <sighs> I didn't either. I didn't know they what he's were talking basically about. Basically, a guaranteed haircut every few whiles. I think so, and I think it was like you know cutting certain parts and not the other, you know that kind of stuff. He's like, here, you want to get long hair? Let me cut it all the time. He threw out like he whipped out a huge map. Here's the plan: <laughs> things circled, scissors. Anyway, I didn't take him up on that. Uh, they live in a house, Nick. Part of the reasons, you know, like at hair salons, they have pictures of the, like the sexy success stories on the wall, <laughs> and for some reason, it was just Tim Curry from Legend in every frame. I'm sorry. What I'm, I'm saying that they have their own. They have two places. So, you know, they're these are coworkers, and then they're they're expected to uh, work as a as at least friends, possibly a couple. And that's where they're supposed to present themselves to these to the at this bar where all these drug deals are taking place, and to fit in. So they 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 move into Jason Patrick's house, 
that he has. And in his house, he has these wicker chairs, these wicker back chairs. I used to have those chairs when I was growing up. Do you ever get pinched so, by them? Of course. Yeah, I still have them, actually. I have my, my dad gave them. They're in my basement right now. I could take a picture. I'll put it on the Instagram. <laughs> when did you guys like really kind of skyrocket? It was that, <laughs> the listeners a little thrill. You know? like that wick, remember that wicker photograph that went viral? <laughs> had the octagon pattern. Yeah. A little. Yeah. Anyway, they had. I just that brought me back. That and what, the drugs. What is the difference between wicker and rattan? <sighs> I wish I knew. I could be saying it wrong. Maybe it is rattan. I don't know. It's either rattan or rattan. No, there's two different things. But I think it is rattan. I think there were places in the '80s that would sell both. That was their sort of brand. Yeah. So we need to do some research on that. We will. We'll get back to you guys. Uh, Max Perlick, uh, Perlish in this. Is how you say it? Perlish? Perlick? Let's say Perlish. Max Perlish in this. Uh, uh, actor who's in Drugstore Cowboy, correct? He was in like a... Beautiful uh, Girls. Buffy the Vampire Slayer for a minute. He had a memorable episode. Good actor. And he shows up here as a kind of... Can a, I say he's a cutie? He is a cutie. Yeah. Uh, recently on the Twin Peaks reboot or continuation for like an episode he's a guy that kind of always shows up and stuff and always delivers the goods he's great in this movie he's kind of one of the major characters in here and he plays a low-level drug dealer that's friends with uh jason patrick yeah and jennifer jason lee you could tell he's being set up to have a very happy story <laughs> he's a little bit of a crush on jennifer jason lee in this yeah he's he's got he's got this really adorable subplot about car stealing very cute little it's like the only yeah. humor in the film just about. Yeah, you know, he never uh, he doesn't ever need a ride because he always just boosts cars. Yeah, and there's a couple of scenes where there's a, a, a visual joke because of what he's stolen. Taxi yeah, cab he, and then a car out of a off of a car lot. So, yeah, they always said I should take a cab. Exactly. So he boosts a cab. Yeah, that kind of joke. But he, he's good, man. I, I was happy to see him in this. He does a great job. Yeah. Hangs uh, himself. He, he, hangs himself at the end. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he uh he's one of the people that are into drugs. <laughs> I wonder if Lily Fenio listened to this. Yeah, so they they start to get caught up in this counterculture thing, you know, selling the shit. They're buying so much because they got to get close to almond, starting to get a little, you know, getting a little taste in the wares. So yeah, they have to go to um, they have to take down the big guy. They don't want they don't care about the small fries. That Patrick's after the the whale, the big fish here. Yeah, and so they have to get next to him by kind of climbing up the drug ladder. And he tells he warns Jennifer Jason Lee early on that they have to seem like that they're drug addicts they have to take he doesn't take drugs he remember he shoots up early on with baby, fake heroin maybe laxative i think maybe laxative yeah but he shows her how to do it but unfortunately that soon becomes a the baby laxative <laughs> isn't used they have to use yeah every time he shoots up with the baby laxative they cut to a baby uh, who's constipated going fuck <laughs> but what they happens in order to prove that they're not cops they have to actually uh, during a very tense scene they have to shoot up in front of a drug dealer and they can't use their own mind if i zoom in works you know yeah, what i'm saying yeah that's what yeah, they call it the lingo yeah 
There's a scene where they're at this this guy's house. Me and my buddy used to quote this all the time. Mm-hmm. Where uh, it's the first scene where, where Jennifer Jason Lee is forced to really go hard into drug. You know, so there's mm-hmm. this guy sitting there on his couch. He's oily. He's like scary creeps, and he's like, "I'm say you want some brown, <laughs> daddy." Yeah, he's very uh, menacing, and he uh, has uh, sweatpants on. He has a what? Hap- what happens is he he makes Jason Patrick take these drugs in front of him, and then Jennifer Jason Lee tries to say, "I'm not here to take drugs," and he pulls a gun out yep. and makes her shoot up in front of him. So he, she does, and then the guy starts rubbing uh, his uh, crotch with his his gun. Which, what do you think? How How'd you, you feel about that? Uh, feels like 2020 everywhere. <laughs> Yeah. And he narrates it as as they're doing the drugs. He's saying things like, it'll make you feel like you're floating on a cloud of titties. Exactly. Saying weird stuff to them. Yeah, he's quoting the yeah. Bible. That's Hooters 112. By the way, what? Hooters has a fast food chain now. Do you hear this shit? It's not. What do you mean? Is it not already fast food? There is a fast food chain called like Hoots now. That is like a, you just go in. It's like a McDonald's. It's it's a very weird concept. Not, I did not hear this. And is it still like the same kind of dress? I don't know. I, I think that's not even a part of it. Huh? They just sell wings, I guess. I th- I, th- I think they're under the assumption that the food is why people come to Hooters. People do like the wings. They make a big deal about it, I guess. That's like, uh, you know, opening up a, a Beatles museum and it's just Ringo shit in there. <laughs> yeah. That's true. Yeah. I don't know. I would go with you there, though. Once this is all over, let's go to the fast food version of Hooters. Let's celebrate the end of COVID. Let's make it. Let's make a promise to each other. Yeah. Mm -hmm. What are you going to get? Hard. (laughs) (laughs) If one of them. What do they have? They have. You think they have any vegan options? Yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah. So this leads to an intimate scene where they kind of consummate. They've done drugs together. They've experienced the stress of all that. They're back at the place and they have a tender sex scene. They do. They have a sex scene, and he's not really doing much. You know, they're both kind of still high from yeah. heroin. <clears throat> he certainly doesn't. There's not a lot of rhythmic, you know, grinding or anything like that. But it's they're in there. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, look, they just met, you know. Yeah. I think he's taking advantage of the situation, you know. I f- I feel like this could be this could this isn't great what's happening. He's shitting, but honestly, he's she's where he eats is what you're saying. No, but she's you know, she starts to take care of him. That immediately she's like kind of mama birding him through this whole entire movie. And um that you call that she's, position or <laughs> she is the one that is kind of the more the 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 more careful of the two, obviously, but she is already getting addicted, hooked on the uh, hooked on the high. Yeah, yeah. They say it's addictive drugs. <laughs> you like the <laughs> <laughs> you like the feelings of it. Yeah. You ever do uh, ever do heroin? Nope. I'm boring, man. I've never done anything. Um. I never did. One of my favorite character actors shows up in this film shortly after that romantic hump. Um, Dennis what, Barkley, the, the big guy, always plays like a motorcycle guy. He was like ubiquitous in the 90s. 
Yeah, yeah he comes and storms in the house. I right love there. that guy. I love him mm-hmm. so much. He's dead. He's super. Yeah, dead. he was great. But they, yeah, they have a confrontation in the house because Max Perlick's character brings these two toughies over, but then Jason Patrick goes nuts. He does go nuts, but I'm not. He's 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 already starting to lose his control. You can see he's already starting to lose his mm-hmm. shit. You know, this is a descent that happens mm-hmm. a little bit too fast. That's one of the knocks against this movie is I think it probably could have benefited from a little bit more time spent in the middle part of the film before he starts to lose his way. Yeah, I think he obviously is already probably addicted to drugs, though, whenever he is, uh, uh, you know, whenever or has been like he has been down and you know, I don't know. He's he just whenever they first meet, he already is. He has a problem already. So yeah. And Sam Elliott refers to that. Remember yeah. he. he yep. Yeah. Because he used like, to be in that role himself. And he said that he's he's been there. He knows. But it's, you know, why do you why know why he, he, he quit? Why he quit doing what Jason Patrick does? Because he got shot in the toe. <laughs> yes. Will we microscope first, ladies and gentlemen? Somebody confesses to being shot in the toe. <laughs> Tilla got me shot in the toe. It's a I tough he, one. I to, thought he was joking. Then he proceeds to tell us how he's not joking. And um, yeah, she kind of looks at him like waiting for the punchline. But he's like, that's really why he got out of it. Yeah, he's talking about how you've never felt real pain until you've been shot in the toe. And I got to call shenanigans because literally, I think any anywhere else in human history, getting shot is worse than the toe. I feel like that's he got off light if he got shot in the toe. I mean, it sucks. Right. You know, there's a weird. This is he reveals this to Jennifer Jason Lee whenever she goes to report to him at this other safe house or at his house. I don't know where he is. But before that scene, there's this there's this young girl traipsing across the front yards of about five houses, just kind of going. Did you notice that? No. She's running across like there's like, let's say there's five houses. She starts at one of the houses. She just runs across the people's front yards. Is that not on a sidewalk or anything? Is that Menno of the Spring? <laughs> I don't know what that means. Oh, it's a foreign film. I, I, I'm familiar with the title. Here's what I love. She's got a garage door open that opens Sam Elliott's garage. Yeah, you think it's his house, huh? I do. I wondered if it was the other safe house that she's supposed to be living in and it doesn't. I'm going to pretend it's Sam Elliott's house for the sake okay. of this this podcast. Because it, it, it's funny to me that that's, you know, he's like, well, I'm your boss. You're undercover. Here's my garage door opener. It might have been his house because there was that shot of the backyard and there was a little gravestone that just said toe on it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and, and there was also, uh, you saw that there was a mustache 3000 machine. <laughs> rolling around in the kitchen. What do you think of um, when Perlick, uh, I guess, does he find out around this time that he su- he suspects that they're cops? Like he kind of confesses to Jennifer Jason Lee that people started to say, hey, people think you're cops. Because they're buying a Herculean amount of drugs. Right. And it doesn't make sense. Yeah. And they're but, not selling. But I do love the fact that against what you would normally see in a film like this, they're basically, yeah, we're cops. Yeah, they say we're cops, and then they and then they uh, bring him into the fold as an informer. Yeah, they and he bully, doesn't want they to be bully the shit out of him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was kind of an interesting turn of events. But Patrick gets mad at him, and he 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 takes a phone and he slams his coffee cup off the table with the phone. He does. Well, see, I like it because the, the, you get to see the dynamic of, of where these two are. Jennifer Jason Lee is is kind of the mm-hmm. good cop, no joke intended. Where she's being soft with him, brings him to Patrick, uh, yeah. and Patrick is a douche, super douche to Perlish. But he's a weak-willed character, and that's what happens to those people. They get swept up in this charade, man. That's what happens in the in the world of drugs. Are we calling him Perlish? I keep calling him Perlick. Is it Perlish or Perlick? I'm going to call him Perlish. 
All right, I'm go. I'm gonna go with you. I don't think that's it though. You're probably right because there's no S. Right, but it's a CH was where you're getting the S. But you think it might be Perlich? Damn it! I wish. You know what? He's not a cutie if it's Perlich. He all cutie is absolved because I Perlich is cute. Perlich mm. is hard, hard syllable. Makes me think he might be not my type. What did you think of him in a shirtless with the leather pants on though? He's back on my boat. Speaking of speaking of some uh, interesting costuming in this, William Sadler. Uh, oh my god, shows up in here. What's he wearing, Nick? Give He's us wearing a- overalls and nothing else. That's right. And he plays a pill, a pill, pill dealer. Ugh. And he's uh Jennifer Jason Lee has to go to his lab and score lots of pills. A hundred creeps her out. Right? Yeah. Well, he thinks she's gonna buy more, so he's mad. But what does he say to her? Tell me. He says, I keep everything human temperature. Cause that's she offers him a beer. Yeah. Or he offers her a beer, and she's like, Ugh, because it's lukewarm. Right. But that's his that's his thing. In and, my memory, uh, he gives, yeah, in my memory, this was a creepier scene. And it wasn't, ki- it's not really that it's creepy. A, it is creepy. And he, he forces a kiss on her, like a real kiss. And, um, you know, and he makes her take the drugs and then forces a kiss on her. But then she does get out of there before anything weird, weirder happens. Yeah. I thought it was a little bit more dollar hide the way he was in my, in my memory of that scene. Right, right, right. Yeah. And, and all this is going on. Pa- Patrick is starting to really like them drugs. Well, so she, that's the thing is she's starting to really like those drugs. And that, I think that's what there, there is the problem. I, I agree. At one point she's, you can see if she's flirt, she's flirting with drugs. Like she's taking drugs. And then at one point she's combing through the carpet trying to get drugs. Like she's, she's that bad. Yeah. An addict. And uh, Patrick kind of has to help her get straight. Right. Yeah. He, he's, he's basically saying the carpet is bad uh, and you got to be better at drugs. <laughs> well, that's the thing is like she, she, at one point in this movie, she's startled by her appearance. She doesn't look that bad to me. She looks fine. Yeah. She looks good. That, I think, Maybe Lily Finney didn't want to make her her two stars look bad in this. Mission look beautiful. They do. They look, they look beautiful. Yeah. And it leads <sighs> towards the confrontation because, you know, Greg Allman, they know he's a drug dealer. We know he's a drug dealer. He knows he's mm-hmm. a drug dealer. But to his credit, man, he has dodged them like we dodged COVID. Just sitting there with his bookkeeping and his beer. So all he does in this film is do paperwork and, and have a beer nearby. And then they're bad at they're bad at their jobs. They cannot get they cannot infiltrate this drug ring. They obviously it's this whole thing smells funny to people that are paying half attention. They end up actually having to set up Gray Goldman. They, yeah, they cheat. Um, they cheat. Yeah, but it goes fine. Think so. Well, so what? Okay, so they they are forced to plant to create evidence to incriminate Mister Greg Allman, who is sent right. sent to prison. He's not thrilled about it. He although it doesn't change that little bounce in his step that he carries throughout this film. Right. But he is released, and then. A visit is paid to our heroes. Yes, yeah. So there's we're skipping over a bunch of stuff, like, but they're kind of forced to pretend that that they've caught, that they have evidence on Greg Ullman. You're right. All that stuff happens. Yeah, there's a visit. They know that they know that they're in trouble. They know they're going to get retaliated against, and they do. I don't know why they don't go into hiding, but they decide to hole up in a trailer instead. Yeah, and fall asleep. <laughs> And then uh, what happens? Jason Patrick is shot. <laughs> a shotgun comes through the little he's trailer shot, window. He's shot in the leg. He's shot in the leg. Hurts hurts him. Or <laughs> he's skipping over so much. Gets shot in the leg and doesn't make it. <laughs> dies. <laughs> he dies from leg. Yeah. From leg wounds. And then his yeah, last words are, 
At least it wasn't my toe. <laughs> Sam Elliott sees the wound. He's like, been there, been there. Yeah. Um, no, but like we, we missed the whole downward spiral, spiral of Jason Patrick. He gets so addicted to drugs. And he's no, we talked paranoid. about his IMDb earlier. <laughs> <laughs> but he, remember, he he disappears for a large part of this movie. And then all of a sudden, he's got a, he's in a holdup in the other safe house. He got the shotgun, Jennifer Jason Lee. It tries to talk him off the ledge basically because he's like seeing things he's like done all the drugs and um he got he's way around the shotgun i was like stop i, I got nervous for jennifer jason lee i was like get F, you're too close to the shotgun even when she's hugging him yeah she still has he's got, still has that gun oh it's funny because you're right his spiral gets pretty bad mm-hmm. and there's a scene where she comes to him and he is really really messed up and he what he does is that thing we all kind of tend to do mm-hmm. is uh he he manifests his appreciation by butt fucking the shit out of her. <laughs> he does, yeah. That is Time Out magazine be, said that is the from here to eternity of of surprise butt fucks. He it's to be fair, he she does try to initiate sex in a different way, and he decides he's not having it and he goes for the um I don't know. But yeah, he he does he has a little something different in mind, but it's uncomfortable. Um, but then he also is barefoot in this neck, which did, did that send you running or man? I was wondering why I had its queasy feeling. He's barefoot during the butt. No, I think he's barefoot, <laughs> think he's barefoot when he goes nuts from drugs. Okay. They're performance reviews, by the way. Can you imagine? Oh yeah. <laughs> like you guys to, 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 for some of the positives you, um, you know, you kept the per day budget pretty low by not ordering food a lot. Yeah. <laughs> Here are the negatives. Uh, they're, they're going through the receipts. I see no laundry detergent being spent on. <laughs> it's not true. She actually is in a laundromat at one point, smoking on a, and uh, sitting on a washing machine, drinking a Coke. Yeah. But do you remember this? Yeah. But she was using local detergent. That's true. Super. She's getting, she's getting, she does manage to get clean where Patrick doesn't in this. Yeah. But then he gets embalmed. He does. He's super clean. Which he loves. Like they start embalming him. He's like, <laughs> and that's a big needle. <laughs> he's got this, yeah. He's got that look that he, he, they embalm him and he does that nod like the heroin. <laughs> <laughs> the bombing nod. Yeah. But he does. I think, I think Patrick, I think, so he does go with through withdrawal. He does, I guess he does go through withdrawal and it's hilarious, Nick. I mean, he's a good actor, but like I said, remember I said she was mama, mama burdening him. Yeah. When he goes through withdrawal, like she's like holding him and he's shaking. She gives him a bath, <laughs> a bubble bath. I don't remember a bubble bath. I think she gives him a bubble bath. Like, you know, he's like just, in Lost Boys, Corey Haim has a bubble bath. Yeah, you're right. I mean, it was a trip. Yeah. Could be a tribute. Yeah. But like, she's on the phone. And he can't. Like, he can't. Like, he's freaking out. Like, hitting the wall. Yeah. He's doing some. He's going deep here. Yeah. He can't beat the first board on Donkey Kong. He's like <laughs> cursing up a storm, and she's like just reaching for a quarter gently into her pocket. Can I, can I zoom in real quick? Yeah. Not nominated for an Oscar. <laughs> Didn't make it. Did he? Was he? He wasn't. He wasn't. Right? This should have been given some attention, though. Correct. I think I think Jeff Jason Lee's performance is just a tad better than his in this. Whatever. Whatever <sighs> the fuck you say, dude. 
She also holds him in a blankie in this. I mean, it's how just many like, bad Southern accents does he have? Oh, zero. <laughs> I rest my case. And he's he at one point he sleeps through all in the family. <laughs> you know the. That's why I knew he was super fucked up. Yeah. Like you, you're in a bad way if you can sleep through that show. Yeah. Um, and that's when it was almost current. Yeah, it was only like 20 years not current. But he goes through this before they set up Almond. This is like we kind of skipped ahead, but before they actually decide that they have to plant evidence on this dude that won't give them the time of day, they get commissioned. They get ordered by their big boss to plant evidence, and they do. Not Sam Elliott. Sam Elliott's boss. Yeah, Nettles. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think that was that guy's only acting role. He was a deeply religious. This guy's a deeply religious man. And they have a big prayer scene that you could tell that Patrick's not into. And anyway, so they, they t- the, you know, Jennifer Jason Lee tries to warn Max Perlick, Perlish, Perlick, that he, you know, hey, get out of town. We're about to arrest all these fools. We're going to have to arrest you too. You know, we, we can either leave town or we'll arrest you too, but we won't. I watched, he says, no. I watched the director's cut though. Yeah. What? She's like, okay. You could leave town or you can right. get arrested with them or, mm-hmm. you know, option C. Kill yourself at work. <laughs> so he does. He hangs himself because he feels so guilty. He doesn't ever want to be part of this. And he feels like he's betrayed his friends. Right. Yeah. And um, so he kills himself. I would have taken those other two options. Yeah. There's probably, reasonable. There's probably even a, another option that he could have done. You mm-hmm. know? Yeah. You know, just. Go get dinner. I think the fourth option would just be like, I was in on it, guys. I'm kind of happy how it turned out. Exactly. You know? Yeah. Kind of strutting outside the jail cells. He's like, how can all the worst of everything happen? Let's see. They'll know I'm guilty. I'm hung. I'm not alive. Oh, I'm hung. (laughs) The only thing he did accomplish was leave town. (laughs) He did. Yeah. Eventually leave town. He left left the immortal world. Yeah. He did. Yeah. I think, I think, at one point in this movie, Jason Patrick had a fake tear, and I think Jennifer Jason got the real tear. She's just a better actor. Would you say she's one of the best actors? Let's just settle this for now. She's in in the world. Yep. I mean, yeah. I I, I don't know about the world, but I'd say she's a great actress. What yeah, would you say? she is. She is. Uh, her accents are shit, though. Um, but whatever. You know, mm-hmm. everybody lives. Uh, he dies. Uh, he gets he gets leg shot and dies, and then she uh, avenges him after being disgusted by the job. She does. A, she's in court, and she actually uh, doesn't. She just she she comes clean. She says that it's all set up that they never really got this guy because she and, wants uh, him to be out there. She does. Yeah, she does something very interesting. What's that? She lets Greg Ullman's character off the hook. She says it's all been a setup, and he gets out, and then she, like you said, she murders him. She okay. does that on purpose. You know what's funny is I, I think this film is sort of influential, mm-hmm. but it's only influential because nobody knows this movie, right? But if you think about some movies that have come out since, there's a little bit of familiarity with that. There's a a, a Me Too kind of thing with uh with the you think about the Departed where he Wahlberg kills the you know afterwards, mm-hmm. totally ripping this off, or the scene where somebody gets shot in the leg in every other movie. There's a lot of there's this is very influential because this, this is the first movie that had a scene with Sam Elliott on a on a park playground and then every like you know like walking dances in every movie Sam Elliott always has to be in a a playground in every movie now. This marks the how many Sam Elliotts we did Shakedown. Yeah, I think it's. I mean, is that it? We did Striking Distance. in that? No. Oh, shit. Oh, you're right. That's Sarah Jessica Parker. 
She's at the end of this movie. She they they she just running. She's on the beach running, doing her goofy run. I didn't catch that. Yeah, they, three, two other times she's goofy running in this. Yeah, is that how the film ends? Yeah, she's on the beach running. Yeah, where's Patrick during that? <laughs> uh, that's a good question. We can answer it in the yeah. at the end of the show. Yeah. But he is gone. Yeah, I think it's it's one of those movies that at the time it w- it was great. I thought it was really wonderful. And and Narc is sort of a a flip side to this. You know, where you get mm-hmm. kind of a comeback for Patrick a little bit. Definitely for Ray Liotta. I just I think it's kind of a good little movie. It's not perfect, but it's a solid little movie. Every movie that Patrick does that someone sees is a comeback for him because he does a lot of other kind, other the, the other kind. You know, I like this movie. I think it's pretty good. I'm surprised that um, that the director didn't do more. Maybe she didn't want to yeah. direct another narrative feature, but she's got. I mean, this movie looks great. It's and and and, and hiring Clapton to do the music is inspired. Mm-hmm. It's well cast. It's well shot. It's a good yeah, little movie. It's, it's a. It is. It is good. And you can you can watch it on Amazon Prime, right? Yep. And it's got mm-hmm. you know Greg Allman getting killed in it, which is great. And after you heard me stumble through it, why wouldn't you want to watch it? You know. That's right. Let's do the work. The dying the dying cathode bulbs are uh, making their dying sounds in a hallway as you walk through the chiaroscuro backlit hallways of the depths of America uh, as you try to find a place to have your flesh desecrated and a burly man stands before a door and you nod at him. He nods at you. He opens the door and you're suddenly bathed in, in the, in the neon light of a, a local tattoo parlor and a scumbag is sitting there looking at you going, fuck what you need. And his dicks out. What are you going to have put onto you? There's really only one choice. The likeness of Jason Patrick, the beautiful likeness of him in the, from this movie, decked out in a Pizza Hut apron, <laughs> the name tag of his, of his fake characters, whatever whoever he's, whatever his fake character name in this is. They, they got Jim Raynor. Is that his name? Yeah. Jim, Jim? Or maybe they'll just say Mr. Raynor on it. Right. Um, you know, holding maybe holding them... You're doing a little extra, doing a little uh, work, you know, filling in. So he's got like a, he's got a tray with a whole pizza, you know, on it. Yeah. You know, and in one hand he's got that pizza and then he's bringing some crushed red pepper to the table, you know, looks thrilled. He's like, my waiter called in. Of course, here I am. The manager serving you, you know, but you know, that's why they call me. I'm here all the time. Rain or shine. (laughs) Wonder if he ever, uh taps out of that little crushed red pepper, you know, in the back room and snorts it up. Yeah. Standing behind the pizza, smoking a cig, man, just bitching. <laughs> yeah. So I would do that, even though he, that was a made up story. Oh, I'd still, yeah. I, you know, he didn't really work at a pizza hut. I still would like to pay tribute to this movie by putting that on my eyelid. <laughs> it's a lot of work on your eye. <laughs> it's painful too, but it's a ton of work. Mm-hmm. Um, by the way, I want to pour one out for a great app. Yeah. Cinemax. Cinemax is dead. I know. I can't watch Banshee no more. But uh, I used to use the Max Go thing all the time. So I'm going to have the Max Go logo on my chest. Okay. And then uh, then <laughs> Perlish hang in. Is it Perlish? Yeah. <laughs> you could under that, you could say, is it, is it uh, Perlick? Per P E R dash L I C K question mark, you know, or the other. Can you have a Patrick and a Perlick in a movie? Like it's too tight. 
That's so true. We're going to have to look it up. We're going to have to ask the audience. Throw this one to the audience. Patrick and Perlick sounds like a, a routine, you know? All right, you're in the movie. What shape does your performance take? All right. I'm a drug. <laughs> and I'm a huge okay. Jason Patrick fan. Yeah. Huge fan. So I get injected into his body. I'm coursing through his shit. I'm, I'm pissing myself. I'm so thrilled. Mm-hmm. And I'm coursing through his leg. And then, boom. You're out and about? I, the, I'm the, the, he shoots the blood out of his leg. And, and I fall into the floor. And I die shortly before Jason Patrick. And it's Oh, really? It's a tra- I'm the tragic one of the tragic characters in the story. You're a drug. Are you what kind of drug? I'm a liquid drug. Like a, you know. Some sort of narcotic. What does he shoot? Heroin? I'm a piece of heroin. (laughs) That's your character. (laughs) Who can I be? I'll just I I would I'll just be the guy that um I'll I'll be the the guy that my character is the guy the the rookie guy that didn't get picked. That 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 Patrick's, you know, like uh criticizing for being mm-hmm. schlubby and i have excellent hearing even though they're so far away right i can hear everything and i hear them commenting on my looks i'm not good enough for the part no one would believe me as a drug dealer or a drug addict and it just sends me into like a self-conscious nightmare smara spiral <laughs> and you're like i can't do drugs and i just start yeah i start trying to prove that i could i can get addicted to stuff so i start light Candy cigarettes, you know, don't want to go too hard. <laughs> candy heroin. Um, yeah, can- candy cigarettes was where I'd start. Do you ever eat some candy cigarettes? They're tasty. Oh, my God. I love them. It's like, a- do you ever get candy cigarette gum? No. You could like blow smoke. You ever see those? No. So they'd be like this, these, these gum, this gum that'd be wrapped like a cigarette, look like a cigarette, but it'd be like a tube and you, they'd have powder on the gum. You could blow and it would puff smoke out. It's best. Yeah. yeah. And they had, you know, and then they had, the the secondhand smoke, like a, it was like fun dip, and uh, somebody would just pour the fun dip onto you from a second story, and you're like a secondhand smoke <laughs> cavity. Yeah, I get, I get, yeah, I get cavities. Yeah, but I, I we used to get those all the time, and when I was in, we loved those things. Yeah. Candy cigarettes, they'd have the funny like mock. Yeah, you know, like you know, pretend, you know, you know, not Marlboro, but something else, you know, like oh, yeah. a, like a joke. Yeah, yeah, like instead of camels, Hamel. That's you know, Perseus, something like that. Yeah. Right, right. Schmammel. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Rots your enamel. Yeah, I, I get it. So they made a sequel to Rush. Your your bank account is bursting at the seams with an infusion of escrow, mm-hmm. and now you got to figure out what to do. Well, I'm killing that so far. <laughs> so. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I would do, I would do like a, almost like, uh, like a being John Malkovich type almost situation where I would, the sequel would be the same film, right? Yeah. It would be Rush. They just do Rush again, right? And so it would be the same movie, except there'd be a third level of scenes when you'd actually get Jennifer Jason Lee and Jason Patrick as themselves <clears throat> gearing up to play the scenes and then getting addicted to drugs. <laughs> As themselves, as the real characters trying to research the roles or trying to get prepared for the, you know what I'm saying? That yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. So it'd be like getting addicted to drugs to pretend to be cops that get addicted to drugs to pretend to be drug addicts. What do you think? I like it. And uh, of course, Jackie Chan would be in it and uh, be able to encompass all sorts of stuff. Uh, what's, the, what's the actor he did those with? 
Owen Wilson? No, Rush. Uh, Rush Hour movies. Oh, Chris Tucker? Comedian. Yeah. Chris Tucker. I think it'd be cool if... But yeah, that's if, what I do. Yeah. And then, inexplicably, Sam Elliott's in a fat suit. <laughs> Speaking yeah. of Sam Elliott, he's the star of my sequel. He's moved out of town okay. and retired. Actually, he's not the star. Dodd. Yeah, he's he, he's moved out of town. He's retired. He's out of the picture. But mm-hmm. a young couple moves into his house, and they're like planning on starting a family. And then weird poltergeist phenomena happens. Their garage door keeps opening up and they're freaked out. They think it's paranormal activity. So finally the husband like goes out there with a gun, like, cause that's what kills ghosts. And Jennifer Jason Lee is in like slouched down in her car, manipulating the garage door. She's haunting them. She's like fucking with these people. She's mm-hmm. being their ghost. And he shoots her in the leg and she dies. <laughs> and as she's, Starting to fade out, she hears the ethereal voice of Jason Patrick. Come to me. Come to me. And then he drags her to fucking hell. <laughs> did you do you remember the th- speaking of Sam Elliott? Did you remember the thing he says in this that is so insane that he sets up like a punchline for himself and it is nuts? No. So he says to Jennifer Jason Lee or to Jason Patrick, one of them, he goes, My chair is gone. My chair is gone. They're like, what? He goes, yeah, I got sucked up my ass when Nettles called. Oh, my God. His boss called him, and he said, his chair got sucked up his ass. So fucking stupid. <laughs> but the best is he leaves it hanging. He yeah. says, my chair's gone. Like, it's a headline. Yeah. And so there was a pause. Then he explains that he got called by his boss, and it it went up his anus. It's a shame that it went up wasn't his made during the heyday of CG. <laughs> Just turns around and get the roller sticking out of his. Yeah. <laughs> Here's the good news. Yeah. We have a very serious only half. story about addiction and and chairs going up ass. Yeah. <laughs> the good news is it's outpatient surgery. But I thought that was funny. And there there was a Zoom I forgot to mention that I love is whenever Jason Patrick is having this paranoid fit. Like he's so he took all the evidence. He went. He's like. At the height of his addiction, Jason Jennifer Jason Lee goes in to hug him, and he gets one of his beautiful wayward curls on her hair whenever she hugs him. You do you think that was? Do you think it was a choice? Do you think he's got that much control over his locks back then <laughs> that he could do that at will? His hair gets around her. His hair gets on her like it's a wayward curl gets stuck on her her hair. I'm Did like, you not see this? No, I need, now I need to watch on. it again. Do you wonder if that when he started to lose his locks? He ain't losing his locks. He looks great. He can't do it. Well, he doesn't have that hair anymore, Nick. Oh. So the in memoriam, that's what they're going to show? I thought it was cute. Actually, Patrick's like, the Oscars will have in memoriam, and then the host will go, Jason Patrick died too. Let's just be honest. He's not going to make the in memoriam. There's no way. He won't. He's Unfortunately. Cool. He's great. His father was Jason Miller. His uh-huh. Jackie Jackie Gleason, this is his grandpa. Yeah, he's related. He's related to Jackie Gleason. Yeah, yeah. Uh, his dad was an exorcist. But look, he ain't making them in memoriam. There's no way. And I hope he we won't have to find out for a long time. Right, he better. That's yeah. the, that's the hundred percent truth, though. You don't know that, man. I mean, he, I guarantee. I guarantee, I guarantee it. I guarantee it. I bet in Jennifer Jason League will Sam Elliott. I promise you. Sure. I promise you. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. Jennifer, uh, Jason Patrick. You know why? Why? Because he betrayed Hollywood. Yeah. That does not sit easy with these people. Hollywood loves a comeback story. He got plenty of time. 
<laughs> he is not well loved within the industry. I think because he rejected them. He, they wanted to do more with his beautiful face, and he said no. He's still looking good. I think he'll be all right. I don't, he looks great, but not good enough. Mm. So you think you think he still you think he still has a chance to come back, huh? Yep. All he needs is one the morning show, you know. <laughs> think he'd do TV? <laughs> I'm sorry. Do you think they'd hire him to be on TV? I thought you I thought you I'm sorry, I misheard you. I said, what would he do to have a TV? <laughs> is he married? Does he have kids? What's going on with him in his personal he life? Had, I need to know. He, he, he took he took some girls around town, right? He has some issues, right? Mm-hmm. He put the, he put himself into some bodies. <laughs> He was engaged. Was he engaged? To, he, he took to, Julia Roberts off of Kiefer Sutherland's body. Is uh, that what happened? Yeah. He date, dated Danielle Schreiber. You can only imagine who she is. Oh, that's right. That was that hmm. whole, you know, he's involved in this in vitro fertilization lawsuit thing. You hear about that? It's amazing. I kind of remember this. He What's is, going on? He is a, a big sperm donor, like advocate. Cause he, uh, he, uh, it's just, this is crazy story. Yeah. Okay. Let's hear it. Well, I mean, I'm, I'm going to read this is a joke. No, I'm going to read off of Wikipedia. Let's see if I can get my voice on. Patrick dated Danielle Schreiber off and on for approximately 10 years. During their relationship, they conceived a son through in vitro fertilization. Patrick and Schreiber separated in May 2012. That was what the Mayans were worried about. <laughs> Schreiber's attorneys argued that under California law, Patrick was a sperm donor. As Schreiber and Patrick had not married and the conception of the child was by artificial means, and therefore Patrick had no custody rights to the son. Patrick has been pursuing changes to the law that bars his parental rights. He then sued for parental rights over the child, but lost the case at the trial court level. The Court of Appeals of California, however, also ruled that the California Family Code does not preclude him from establishing that he was a presumed parent based on his post-birth conduct. The case was sent back to the trial level, and in late 2014, he was recognized legally as the father of his son, with the court granting him parental rights. Following his initial loss in trial, he lobbied the California legislature to give parental rights to sperm donors. And you said there wasn't a comeback. <laughs> well, I just didn't expect it. <laughs> This level of detail uh, about him, I always figured he was a super stud. I didn't know he would be like. I should have just said he come claimed aiming it into a cup. He come, you know, he come claimed. He, he come claimed his son. He come claimed. <laughs> Did he? Was he interviewed about this? Did I did I see? Is that what I'm remembering? Was he on like a show talking about this? I think he probably was. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's a sad story. Yeah. I don't. I'm not trying to make too much fun of it. It's a. It's a. And he, you know, he he got back into this kid's life, and uh, that's good, right? I I, I don't know. Is is was it a choice or or was one of them infertile? I mean, I guess it's, no. I don't know. I, I could go back to Wikipedia. What do they say? <laughs> do you think he? He's said the word the word sperm more than most in his life, probably. Or maybe they were in love, and he's like, "I don't want to dirty this child into you. I want to do it through like a robot's tube." <laughs> did you hear the the kid is? Do you hear the kid? Their kid, by the way. No. The spitting image of Jackie Gleason. <laughs> exactly. I think we're going to say he's the spitting image of the tube. <laughs> so you know it's his, is what I'm saying. Yeah. 
So yeah, yeah, that's 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 some information I didn't By know way, about. Speaking of Jackie Patrick. Gleason, did you did you like his ad lib during that sex scene when he said to the moon? Uh, <laughs> well, yeah, he did go to the moon. You're right. Yeah. Um, yeah, he. Uh, that's that's a little too much. Of, is Jay, Patrick is he's still working, right? Like, yeah, killing it on, on legislation about sperm. I'm, I mean, it's so funny that he used technology to create a kid, and he was in Solar Babies. <laughs> All right, so you've been giving the money to create your own rush themed business. Right. And how are you spending that hard earned jack? But this shouldn't be talking about hard earned jack right now. No, or Jackie Gleason or oh, I don't know if I can think of well, the no. one thing I would uh, go ahead, you had no no, I don't I, I don't have I don't have I don't have either. So All right. So you know like the, Al Pacino was in Simone or Sim One, right? I do. Mm-hmm. This is a uh, it's a Greg Allman simulator that you strap yourself into at the mall, like those hurricane rooms. It's a Greg mm-hmm. Allman simulator in the in the food court, and you strap in, and they what they do is it glues your mouth shut so you can't in, give dialogue, and then it mm-hmm. puts little springs in your boots so you could walk with a little strut like him, and then you get to walk around and you just do paperwork and hold a beer bottle cool, and then you, when your time expires, you're forced to go back to the booth, and uh, everybody. It's broadcast all throughout the mall that you fucking paid to be Greg Allman. <laughs> they embarrass you? Yeah, they 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 uh, marriage shame you. <laughs> That's rough. I'm trying to think. There's a, and there's a item that I wouldn't actually like. I wouldn't mind having in my own life. They have a one of the waitresses in the Allman's bar has a shot glass bandolero, if that's what they call it. Yep, which is like that <clears throat> leather cross. You wear over your chest if you're a gunslinger. It's where the shells go, right? Yeah, that was the original title for Jukebox Hero by Foreigner. What? (laughs) Shot class bandolero? And um, I, you know, that's, I just would get that, but like, you know, to kind of cross reference with Jason Patrick, it would hold like tubes of sperm (laughs) instead so you could walk into the donation. (laughs) I don't know. You know what I'm saying? I got a football team for you here. Want a scrimmage? (laughs) (laughs) Nothing cooler than walking into one of those places with that. Yeah. Uh, But no, I thought that was kind of a cool. I never, I guess I'd never seen that. Have you seen shot glasses presented in such a way? No, I think it'd be cool if like a cowboy walks into a bar and he comes in and he's got uh, jars of cum up and down his vest and he's like, oh shit, my wife's got my bullets. You know, it's like they they switched. He took the wrong. They switched. Yeah. Yeah. He took the cum belt. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I would just I would produce I would mass produce a shot glass bandolero that you could use for other purposes, right. not just in, in you know a little asterisk that says that you don't have to use this for shot glasses. Right. Use it for like thumbs, infant thumbs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I want to talk about how Jason Patrick is a is a cursed totem. You know, <laughs> he hosted yeah. Saturday Night Live once and yeah. in the musical act. Blind melon. Oh, oh wow! Yeah, yeah, that's too bad. What was the lead singer's name? Shannon Hoon, right? Yeah, it's, that's funny because that that that's a long time ago. Because he died a long yeah. time ago, so I wonder who he was there for. What do you, what movie was he there promoting? Lost Boys. I'm gonna guess Speed Two. Ninety four. Oh my God! It was either Geronimo or Sleepers. Hmm. Maybe both. <laughs> um, all right, so hey, the, the the movie's over. 
And the credits are full, mm-hmm. but oh, what, lo and behold, there's a little post credit stinger. Oh God, <laughs> so out of I'm so terrible at this tonight. As opposed to all their times, I'm great. So um, okay, so now at the end of the current version of Rush, somebody's in his back mm-hmm. seat, shoots him. We don't know who it is. And then we see Jennifer Jason Lee jogging, but now in the stinger, a light catches the rearview mirror as as Almond slumps over, and we see who is in the back seat. Joe Spinell. Maniac shot him. <laughs> Maniac was in yeah, the back seat. We didn't talk about his death. He's in a car and he, and he hears something in the back. And he turns around and he gets a shotgun to his face. Which is how they the, don't show the it. The film starts off with a dude hitching a ride in his back seat and, and he kicks him out of the mm. car and says, you don't know how close you got. And that's that yeah. actor who always, he always plays like an underling, a henchman in movies that, that's in his back seat. And then they, they, the yeah. movie is Bookend, bookended by those two scenes and then he leaves mine is uh that scene he gets shot and it cuts to black before as the shotgun goes off and the lights come back on and she missed and just shot half his hair off <laughs> and it just he loses all his power yeah crumples he's no longer cool you know yeah and she's like and she did it on purpose she's like you know i now this i pick I, you killed the man i loved and now i got you Killing is too kind. I shot your hair. Yeah. And then he tried to go <laughs> to the police just, station with his wrists out. Take me away. I'm a, I'm a guilty drug dealer. Yeah. No, he just can't. He can't go on. He tries to even out the hair. He tries to cut the other side. He ends up looking ridiculous. Like he loses all his workers make fun of him. His his drug uh, profits go way down. Yeah. You know. Great. And it's just, yeah, it's just a, such a, it's a beautiful and brutal piece of revenge by Jennifer Jason Lee's character. She shot his hair. Yeah. Yeah, shot in the hair. He shot in the share. And, okay. Um, and tears, tears, tears in heaven comes on again about the, for the hair. <laughs> Talk about a guy with a tragic, Greg Allman endured some tragedy on his life. I mean, that band could not survive for the shit of them. They had people dying all over the place. Yeah. And he, uh, yeah, I think he was also, wasn't he very addicted to drugs? But speaking of drugs, yeah, he had drugs in him and he died. But yeah, he lost Dwayne. He lost, <clears throat> yeah, those guys just all took secret paths. Um, yeah. So you're on an island, you're floating in the sea, you've gathered debris from all these mm-hmm. films, and uh, the time has come for the coup de gras where you retrieve an item from the movie Rush and give it its rightful home on your island. I mean, there's so much to take from this movie. I'm just going to have to think about this. So two coconut trees in the, like leading into the jungle, hanging between them, white turtlenecked tracksuit, just baggy ass tracksuit hanging there, you know, just beautiful blowing in the wind, you know? Mm-hmm. And uh, what I, you know, is it, is it a sexual thing? Do I want to go like try the clothes on? Do I want to, you know, rub against it and get wet? No, I don't. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have a can of fart spray from Sp- <laughs> from Spencer's, <laughs> and I will go zap that thing with the fart spray, pretending she's there. I go, oh, oh, I'll spray. A- Is that your last exit to Brooklyn? Is that your Dolores spray burn? You know, I'll just make fun of Jennifer. Is this your Margot at the wedding? I'm just spraying the farts onto the- her clothes and and ridiculing Jennifer Jason. <laughs> Her empty clothes. She's been in a lot of movies. She's been in a lot of movies. So you really yeah. could go hog wild. Yeah, you know? spraying like What's the Cronenberg movie. She in existence. What's the Cronenberg movie she did? Existence. Exist- yeah. Yeah. Is this exist end? Spray. 
smell. So I thought you were going to say it was going to be maybe your island flag, but you went a different way. <laughs> and you thought it was, uh, you think it's a tracksuit. I thought it was just a shirt, a turtleneck. And, and sweatpants, no? Yeah, I, I should wear sweatpants for sure. Some, yeah, I don't like Clary Starling, Starling out there. I don't think she was wearing a bra either. Well, Nettle's wife wasn't at that dinner scene, which I thought was very odd. That's a weird. That's um, a weird segue. I'm just saying I had it in my notes because <laughs> it was very apparent because they were very religious and she was creeping around and it doesn't matter. I don't know. Is it clap it out? I don't want to sound like a creep. <laughs> um, I would take uh, Perlick's uh, hard hat that he that he shows up in. Do you remember he's wearing a hard hat? Cause he works in construction. Yeah. Aside from slinging drugs, he works in construction, and he wears this. He looks looks very cute in that hard hat. Mm-hmm. It might be a little. I you know they have the that band inside of them that you could fit to your own head. I'd probably have to adjust that because he's kind of he's smaller than I am. But I'd wear it, and I would wear it as protection on my island. You know, just from all the co- fallen coconuts and whatever debris. I don't know what's happening on my island, but you know, I just wear that all around. Yeah, just wear something he wore. Nothing else, just that hard hat. <laughs> I like the idea of a, a local, you know, a boat passing by and seeing some guy stomping around the island in a hard hat and just whew, keep going. Just keep, you know, I don't know what it is. <laughs> Nothing else. Like you just, just a birthday suit and hard hat. How many times do you think that's happened in history where someone's floating around out there naked in a hard hat? It's got to be, I bet, I got it's got to be a lot. It has to. I mean, yeah. Yeah. What about fart spray? <laughs> <laughs> like you, you got it from spencer's huh yeah it'd be funny if uh i'm, I'm at spencer's buying it and they're like would you like a gift receipt with that no thank you oh what do you use it for i'm gonna be uh spraying uh clothes on my eye hey you didn't really go into detail this is a very odd item to me does it stink and does it make a sound like what's the spray i think Both? there are two different items one makes the sound and one mm-hmm. makes the smell i'm thinking of the smell because i can make the so sound just- i can make the sound with my mouth i can't make the smell yeah. At least not on a consistent you know basis. But that's that spray is no joke. Mm-hmm. We're talking about, yeah. you know, Alexander Graham Bell, Miyuchi. These guys, you know, invented the phone. Uh, you know, you know, what what are, did? what are the people created? Zoomed in. Like who else, you know, Edison did some shit and you know, uh, uh, Ben Franklin captured electricity. You know, everybody has these, you know, Elon Musk. Yeah. All these who's the, the fart spray guy, you know? And how that had to be yeah, one of those happy accidents, right? Like he was trying to cure right. child cancer, but he instead created a fart smell. That's eh, a wind, you know. It's a wind. Create a fart smell. Yeah, I never saw that. I thought you were making this up, but this is something that exists, huh? And I'm, yeah, absolutely. Are you kidding? They got that putty you can put your thumb in or whatever, and it makes a fart fart noise. Oh yeah, I type. I'm on Amazon, and there are <laughs> so. You just, happy you just holidays. Filled it in. No, no, but happy holidays because liquid ass is on prime delivery. 